0: Saving one dog will not change the world, but surely for that one dog, the world will change forever. Welcome to Petonomics, India's first dedicated podcast for pet parents. I am your host, Isha. And together we can go on a journey and discover the rollercoaster ride that is raising and caring for your four babies. In this episode, we're going to discuss whether you should get a pet. We're going to cover the facets of pet ownership and pet parenting that you need to be aware of before introducing a new family member into your house. We're also going to go into how to source your pet. We're going to discuss some of the negative consequences of practices such as breeding and we're going to give you some pointers as to what to be aware of before you choose to support such a business. We're also going to discuss adoption and for this topic we have brought in our guest Abhishek Joshi of dogwithblog.in. He is the best choice for this episode because he has seen firsthand the result of unprepared people bringing in animals into their house. Uh, so Dog with Blog has helped facilitate hundreds of adoptions across India so, welcome Abhishek Joshi. Uh, tell us a bit about your work with animals, please.
1: Thank you, Isha, for hosting me. I started DogFit Blog in uh, 2009, so it's been a 10-year journey, right now. So, what we do Dog with DogFit Blog, it's like a shelter, animal shelter and adoption network on the cloud. When I say on the cloud, it's we don't have a physical space as such, but we have a network of people across India who share the same belief that uh, we should adopt instead of buying from breeder mills or from any breeder. So what we do is, uh, with the help of social media networks, across cities, we put up dogs who need home or peace, abandoned dogs or breeds, people who are moving out of country for one or the other reason they are leaving their dog behind. So we try to find all of these dogs a home. Thankfully, the community has helped us. uh, It's a community effort. So all of them have pitched in together and they have made it possible.
0: Great. That means no matter which city you're in, you will be able to find a local dog with block community in your own city that effort is going to make your process of getting a pet much easier than you would have thought perhaps. So uh, tell us Abhishek, uh, you have dealt with abandoned pets more than most people. What reasons do you think are behind these pets being left or being abandoned?
1: Sure. Uh, When you think about it, most of these are very vague reasons. When you uh, dig deeper, you would feel these uh, these are not responsible pet ownership things. For instance, yesterday I received a call from a lady uh, who was moving offshore, out of country. So instead of d- digging deeper into what's the procedure allowed that uh, she can take her dog with her to UK, she just simply chose to abandon it. So these things are uh, day in and day out kind of thing. And One other instance I can cite is people who are uh, who are into a particular relationship right now, but in the breadth of the time span after, say, six months, five months, they have some uh, alacrity and the relationship is abandoned. So dogs, pets, these kind of... Um, Gifts, if I may say so, are the first to be shown the door. The other thing is when uh, there is the arrival of a new family member in house. Someone might be having a starting a family, so they think from one of the myths that they believe is having a dog would pass on some diseases or germs to the or newborn. These are some of the reasons which I which I have seen lately that people are abandoning their pets.
0: So, uh, so one of those topics that you uh, discussed was this. The first one you mentioned was a woman moving to the UK. So to potential pet owners, the first thing you need to know is where are you physically going to be when you're getting a pet? If you're moving out of the country, are you, do you have the financial support to be able to take your pet? Does that country accept pets from you know uh, countries like India? Do you have the right type of animal that is suited to travel? Some uh, animals such as pugs and any other flat-nosed dogs or um, what they call brachophilic dogs, I believe, Uh, they aren't, or uh, brachophilic cats, for example, to Persian cats, pugs, they aren't good for travel. So do you see a lot of those animals in uh, adoption centers?
1: I see a mix of uh, every breed possible. So yes, you are very right in saying that uh, flat-nosed breeds like pugs, so these are not natural breeds. They have been created by men by selective inbreeding so these have lot of respiratory issues so high altitude flying as well as uh, high induced training running these are not suitable for these kind of dogs when it comes to <laughs> taking a particular dog offshore so people don't really uh, look into the measures available for example this lady who wanted to go to uk if she did some research it's possible to take your dog to uk i have other people in my network who have taken their pets to uk it takes a little bit of more time and money but if you have gone the gone through the checklist whatever is asked of you you can take him and among all the countries australia has the most stringent laws when it comes to uh, getting a pet in house
0: yeah and that's why you need to look into whether you can financially support taking a dog you know to a new country that's one of the biggest concerns uh, there are other considerations that uh, you brought up is a new family member right uh, people yeah. often Decide to have a child a few years into having, you know, their family with a pet only. And then they decide, okay, maybe this animal is going to bring in diseases, bring in uh, XYZ, a whole number of issues and harm children or harm our new infant. And uh, what's interesting is that I have recently learned that families that have dogs before bringing in an infant, they those that infant is actually much less likely to develop allergies than a child who is born into a house that has no pets. So this idea that your pet will disease your child is is quite unfounded in terms of science. And in addition to that, uh, what we also have found out that if you are bringing a new family member, um, even such as guests, into your house and you're worried about your dog hurting them or infecting them, you should just vaccinate your dog, you know? That's just, you vaccinate your dog so that even if your dog does accidentally scratch someone... There is no disease that's going to come out of that. So any concerns can be fixed by your own preparation and your own activity. To add to that,
1: having a dog in your home while you are having starting a family, it also helps the child learn basic social etiquettes. It helps him socialize the immunity. It's an immunity booster for the child. So from a young age, those kind of things can be passed on. So germs, etc. Breathing, these all are taken care of.
0: Yes and it's obviously a good exercise in teaching the child how to care for someone other than themselves having a pet can be a great a great way for building compassion and empathy in a young child they can be quite impressionable and you know as we see a lot of children are scared of dogs and in a country like India being scared of dogs isn't uh it's it's quite a a hurdle because there are dogs everywhere in India all over the streets and the pet parenting is on a incredible rise right now so having a child that's terrified of a dog is, is, is quite a, a difficult thing for them to deal with, especially when they're adults.
1: So it's the adults passing on their own securities and fears, inhibitions that they have harbored since their young age and passing it on to their kids. So you yes. we were very right in saying that they should, be, uh, they should be mixing up with dog, even if they are not a uh, dog lover as such you need to teach your kid not to run away or shoo away from the dog. Yes.
0: And there's a much higher chance that the dogs that your child is coming across is more scared of you than you are of it. Uh, Dogs, unfortunately, have to... You know, uh, abandoned dogs, stray dogs. What they have to deal with is a lot of uh, aggression from animals, from humans, from the society they live in, from the society they've been cast out from. So you should always remember that if you are seeing, if you see a stray animal on the road, there's a good chance that he or she is more scared of you than you are of him. And another thing that you mentioned is, you know, uh, how the pet owners can... Uh, maybe change their lifestyles quite drastically after getting a pet I believe and yeah. that may result in them abandoning their pets. So have you seen any examples of people who have got animals very different from their personal life pace and that resulting in them being abandoned?
1: Yes it happens all the time. Uh, for example if you are a couch potato uh, you need not adopt a dog who needs a lot of exercise. So I have seen an IT professional who had to work long shifts. He, uh, he adopted a dog, which was out of a good concern. And will. So he thought he was thinking of changing his jobs. Unfortunately, it was not to be. And the dog suffered being alone, home alone, with no one to cater to. So we had to uh, rehome him. So one needs to adopt a dog with the same energy level as you. For instance, if you are working long hours or travel frequently, then uh, don't adopt a puppy. You can adopt a senior dog. Because puppies require a lot of training and attention. So uh, if you are having a grueling work schedule, you need to adopt a laid-back dog, a senior dog maybe.
0: And that's actually a great segue into your ideal pet. What do you expect of your pet? Do you you want him or her to be... Uh, very obedient. Do you want him or her to have their independence? Are you okay with them on furniture? Are you okay with them uh, sleeping in the bed with you? Do you want them to be very adherent to certain rooms in the house? So getting an older pet, I believe is a is a good way of knowing exactly what your dog is going to be because I feel like when you get a puppy, you're definitely creating a dog. You aren't just receiving a dog. Uh, the result of that puppy is going to be exactly what you have put in for it to be, right? Because you have to yeah. train it, you have to make sure you have strict rules, you follow those rules and you need to know before getting a pet, how are you going to be able to adhere to your own rules and are you going to be able to come through? Are you going to be able to do, put in the effort to make your dog what you want them to be? So getting a senior pet, as you mentioned, is a great way of knowing exactly before you even get the dog what they're going to be. Could you tell me how many cats do you perhaps receive three adoptions?
1: So the section of cats would be significantly lesser as compared to dogs. But yes, uh, on a monthly basis, there will be two or three cases. Most of uh, them are homebred litter that, uh, that is looking for a new home. In uh, certain cases, it is abandoned. So abandoned, uh, abandoning in case of cats is uh, way less common, thankfully.
0: Yeah, cats are a much easier pet to handle, definitely. You just need to teach them where to go to the toilet, so... And after that, you know, you just have to provide them them with food, some scratches. And uh, as cats, pets are definitely low maintenance. So that's something yeah. you should, you know, keep in mind. A cat is very loving. The type of love you may receive is different. But if you have a slower p- paced life, if, if you do want to have uh, an animal that isn't going to take up the vast majority of your day, a cat is a really good option for you. So uh, what I have heard is that cats should be adopted in pairs. Uh, could you tell me a bit about that?
1: Uh, I will not be the right person to comment on it. However, you are very right in saying that I have also heard of it. So many times when people are adopting, they want to have a sibling pair when it comes to kittens. They have all kinds of reasons for it because cats seek company from their own species or breed. And whenever you are leaving out of home, there should be someone to give them moral or emotional support. However, I wouldn't be right to comment on the uh, medicinal or the accuracy or verification of the same. why it's important or not. I have seen people who are having a, say, a lonely uh, old woman catering to a cat, as well as I have seen people a family having a pair of cats.
0: Uh, yeah, again, it comes down to companionship and just being able to socialize. Now we can move on to discussing, you know, the type of breed or let's say the type of weather your dog or your cat is more appropriate to live in. I have seen a great deal of double-coated Siberian Huskies, uh, Alaskan Malamutes, uh, just these dogs that are built for the snow coming into India. Could you tell me, have you experienced these dogs being abandoned? Have you seen mixes? Do you have any stories about what happens when you bring a dog such as a Huskies or Malamutes into India?
1: So, uh, is grassly cruel of any... Uh, supposedly dog-loving family to adopt. also uh, I'm sorry, adoption won't be the right word because people buy these things. So, these breeds are not native to India and uh, they they suffer grossly in the humid, dry and heat uh, heated climate in India. I have seen family who had adopted a, sorry, bought from a puppy mill, a St. Bernard puppy in Gurgaon. So, sweltering in heat of 45 plus degrees Celsius. The dog did not survive despite AC and everything. So, his lifespan was cut by a good eight years. He died at a young age of three years. Furthermore, these are not accustomed to living in flat or uh, those kind of restrained societies. They are living to, if you go to Europe and you can see them, they run away on hill slopes. They are used to uh, rearing cattle and those kind of things. So you are taking someone away from his natural belonging and idol set and captivating him, just like uh, putting a bird in a cage. So it's classically cruel. Secondly, uh, when it comes to their offspring and mating, people tend to uh, inbreed them. So it also leads to a vast variety of genetic diseases in the offspring. True.
0: And uh, as you mentioned our pet parents really shouldn't be bringing in these animals into a country like India because we just do not have the weather for it. It's it's cruel. It's it's very difficult to say that it's anything other than cruel because it's biologically meant to be in very cold weather. It's also these dogs are typically working dogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they have very high energy needs. You know, they need to work for more than three hours a day to be able to be satisfied and to live a life that they would find uh, ideal for themselves. You know, dogs have their own emotions and feelings. Uh, It may not be as apparent to us, but they have their needs and dogs have cases of depression. They, as you mentioned, that dog died after three years. I imagine that it would be not just a result of the weather being physically strenuous, but also Not being able to fulfill its purpose may have played a role in just making it unhappy.
1: Uh, Walk around any metro city in India, you would see that um, all of these fancy breeds, Huskies, uh, St. Bernard, all of these are not being walked by their family. They are being walked by the servant or the housemaid. So the kind of association or bonding that a particular family is having with these dogs is limited to posting photos on Instagram. So till they are finding it cute and everything, so they are posting it. Aside from it, their ownership is uh, done and dusted over there. Yes.
0: And this is actually a a good start to discussing uh, sourcing your dog. Uh, We've delved a little bit into breeding. Uh, So we know that breeding results typically in these dogs that are not suited for um, the country to be brought in and sold. Uh, More into the business, you mentioned uh, inbreeding. So what I have noticed with my experience in breeders and dogs that have been uh, bought from breeders is that they don't always come the way you expect them to. They it, unfortunately, I mean, the reason I am doing this podcast is because when I received my dog, I made a very big error of shopping. That is something that I was very unaware of and something that, you know, I hope to change. Uh, I shop my dog. And what I realized is that I made two errors. Firstly, I assume that if a dog, if I want a dog of a certain breed, I need to buy it. There is no other way to get that dog. This is obviously aesthetic reasons and maybe some reasons about what you expect of the dog. We wanted a bit of a guard dog, so we thought, German Shepherd, you have to shop it. Secondly, we thought that getting a dog from a breeder meant you're getting a healthy, happy dog. And despite getting a dog from a reputable breeder, we realized he came sick, he was infected with fleas, and that he simply wasn't in a good place. India does not have laws about breeding. It does not have an understanding of what goes into breeding dogs. So it results in very negative effects. There's inbreeding, there's improper care. Could you uh, elaborate on that?
1: Sure. So when you say uh, in specific to India, I would say never purchase a puppy from a pet store, uh, from a post on Quaker, internet, or anywhere you see a sign that says dogs for sale. See the majority of puppies which have come, uh, come to these facilities are from inhumane puppy mills or irresponsible breeders. When I say irresponsible breeders, so it means that they are not catering to what is ascribed by, say, American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals or those kind of legislatures which are available in other countries but not in India. So what they do is, if you happen to see beyond the class wall and see the other side of it, there is a female dog who is bred and uh, kept in captivity only for the sole purpose of breeding. So the kind of condition she lives in is pathetic, horrendous, and, uh, you mentioned that the puppy you bought a uh, German shepherd, he came with ticks and fleas. So these things are selectively easy to spot as compared to things, which is going inside the dog. Many times this uh, as a result of inbreeding a piece, also alter dogs also get to know what uh, to get, they catch a disease like heart form. So you can't see these things from naked eye. These things develop after a tenure of say one or two years when a dog develops into a adult dog three years later. So it's just like in case of humans. If uh, if I can cite an example of say um, Game of Thrones, Lannisters, if the brother and sister they are entering into a particular relationship, the offspring is bound to have inbreeding diseases. So it's the same for dogs, cats, and any other breed over there. So in India, because of lack of stringent laws when it comes to animal welfare, we are still living by the same archaic laws which were set up by the British. It has not been developed uh, partly to the cause because the animals can't vote, so no one is bothered about changing those laws. So there is always an option of adopting. It's very right that people are not really aware about the same. So as you clearly mentioned that people need to know of their lifestyle, what they want to achieve out of uh, homing that particular dog, there are always alternatives available. It might take a little bit of more time, but there is always an option to adopt. Yes. um, Even the certificates that people might be giving you. uh, I've seen some people flicking that, okay, I got a certificate from my breeder saying that my dog is um, verified, certified, I know the genetic pool. But those things are uh, prepared by... There is no one monitoring the particular breeder. He can cite on Photoshop anything. So I haven't come across an ethical breeder in India as of now. And 10 years into the system, I have never seen.
0: Yes, that's definitely true. And those certificates are bogus, essentially. You are just getting a piece of paper that is meaningless to everyone besides you. Uh, And, you know, what I also... What we touched upon was inbreeding. So when you do buy or you support the breeding business, uh, you are also in a sen- in essence, supporting these negative practices. And yeah. that's something that I feel like we should spread more awareness about because we consider, I, I would say that breeding in other countries may be a little more regulated than in India and breeding may not be as bad in those countries as we consider to be in India. But, you know, it's—it's it's a, there's a very low chance of people actually contacting uh, some top breeders in, let's say, Germany or in Australia to get or source their pets those can go into lakhs and lakhs. and if you're getting a pet do you really need a pet that costs as much as a bike uh you don't so uh you should definitely just stay away from breeding in
1: this country yeah.
0: that is as you just, mentioned yeah
1: uh, love can't be bought as you mentioned the example of bike so whether you pet a particular stray dog he will love you the same as it. i have seen people who can't adopt because of their lifestyle i see ladies in my office who are looking after some dogs so it's only when they are looking, waiting for the Uber, they might feed them biscuit or something. But they get the same kind of love in that two, three minutes, the social uh, social interaction that you might get otherwise. So it can be, you can have a social adoption as well.
0: Yes, and uh, something else that I also mentioned before was this idea that breeds can only be bought. And I feel that is a very, it's, it's a very misplaced belief uh, that I used to have uh, before getting my dog. And I found, you know, after entering the dog community with communities such as Dog with Blog, I've been become quite aware that there are tons, you know, more than dozens of breed dogs being abandoned too. So if you are really set on a particular breed, you know, for aesthetic reasons, for any other reasons you might be considering, you are definitely going to be able to find that in an adoption center. You can easily, you know, Dog with Blog can, uh, uh, I think connect you with different chapters that may have these breed dogs and you will be able to find one if you really want that particular breed in an adoption center you do not need to shop you do not need to uh, buy so uh, yeah just could you tell us how many breed dogs do you think you get and what should someone do when they want a puppy but they want that puppy to be of a certain aesthetic a certain breed so to speak.
1: So 20, uh, nearly 30 to 40% of all the abandoned dogs are belonging uh, to breeds. Aside from uh, what we facilitate of mixed breed dogs, 30 to 20, 40% would be pure breeds, which get abandoned. So when you say that uh, these are not necessarily puppies, people don't abandon puppies. They find them cute and they believe that, okay, over a time span, we will get used to them. It's the when dogs enters into adulthood, when the German Shepherd grows into a full grown dog, and then they realize, okay, The shit hit the fan. How do we take care of him? The family, no one's willing to take him for a walk. Or uh, we don't have time for him. He's getting lonely, he's crying. We are keeping him chained 24 by 7 outside the door. So those are the things that uh, raise the alarm flag. You need to vision into these things which is going to happen. A puppy is not going to remain a puppy throughout. He will grow up. The needs would change. The family would grow up. So those things need to be looked at. I keep getting requests from people. Hey, dog, I want to adopt a Siberian husky puppy, one month old. Uh, we can't cater to those kind of needs. We are not into a boutique business where we are, since we don't charge for anything, everything is free of cost, but they also need to uh, be aware of responsible parenting.
0: Yes. So getting a dog with a breed isn't the hardest thing. It's it's it, You might end up getting a slightly older dog than you want, but you're definitely going to get the dog with the aesthetic that you require or the uh, needs that you require. So could you tell us about which breeds you have come
1: across through Dog With Bl- Blog? We have seen abundant cases of German Shepherd, Labrador, Golden Retriever, um, St. Bernard even, but adult senior not seen St. Bernard. We have seen Perks, we have seen Vashons, uh, and all cases of Beagle and someone else, some other breeds
0: and those are the most popular breeds in India. So there's a good chance that if you're looking for a pet, it's one of those breeds. And, you know, guess what? It's, It's available at any adoption sites or centers that you may look at. There are a great deal of things you need to consider before getting those animals, of course, but once you have walked through all of the steps that we have mentioned, things like lifestyle, things like pace, your location, any logistics, that's the point where you can decide, okay, I need this breed or I need this type of a dog and I can also get it through adoption centers. So uh, can we I discuss... I would like to add over here mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Uh, that instead of fix, uh, fixating upon a particular breed, if you are a first-time pet parent, opt for a mixed breed. They are low maintenance and you get the best of all the breeds combined.
0: I have noticed that after getting a dog, what I have come across uh, through meeting different people, uh, you know, walking their dogs or different people in the dog community in my area is that all dogs at the end of the day are essentially the same. They pick up commands the way you train them to pick up commands. They behave the way you have trained them to behave. And all across the board, all across all breeds are adorable. And something that I've noticed is that a lot of the pet parents I know who have Indie pups end up visiting places like the vet a lot less. So could you tell us some of the pros of having an Indie pup or an Indie dog?
1: When it comes to Indie dogs, their genetic makeup is very diverse as compared to a purebred dog. When I say genetic makeup, so it means the lineage they come from. So their parents may be belonging to different pedigree, mixed races. So they get passed on the best of all the races or all the breeds. The size, appearance, temperament of most mixed breed dogs are very well predictable. They are more loving. When I say more loving, uh, I haven't done any research for it, but it's based on my experience over the years. I found uh, no tantrum associated with an Indie dog as compared to certain pure breed dogs. Because pure breed dogs catch up on the family or the human that they are living with. So they are a mirror image of their human. When it comes to Indie dogs, they are smarter because they are living outdoors. They know about which particular reason to avoid, person to avoid, how to run away from a particular thing. So they are low maintenance in a way. And uh, more self-aware and independent.
0: True. And uh, speaking about the genetic makeup, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get grown uh, indie dog off the street to reap those benefits. Because even the puppies you may find on the street or on the or in a different adoption play, uh, centers have those qualities inbuilt into their genes. They have those qualities of being appeasing to humans because that is something their parents required to survive, essentially. Yeah. Uh, right. They have those qualities of uh, figuring out things a lot faster than most other dogs would because that is, again, something that was inbuilt into their genetic code for survival purposes. And buried a human or an animal's genetic code is the stronger they are because they have a larger resistance to diseases that uh, may have been pre- prevalent not just in their own area but in localities all across, spread across based on, you know, which are, who their parents are. So yeah. I think... Just uh, to cite yes. an
1: example... If you are getting a pet, you have, a say, a purebred puppy, you go through the entire medic, uh, vaccination card. You give him booster shots, 7-in-1, all those kind of things, as per his lifespan. When it comes to indie dogs, 99% of them aren't getting any booster shot. And despite all of it, the genetic makeup makes up for most of it. I'm not saying that they should not be vaccinated. If you can care for them, it, uh, even if you can't adopt them and you can manage for vaccination for them, it would be great. So I've seen people who are sterilizing them which is, again, a great uh, initiative to control their population. What I mean to say is, in spite of having all these things, you can see them flourish on the streets. When I say flourish, given the conditions, despite the hazards of road, traffic, inhumane conditions over there, they have learned their way to be aware and alert of the situation.
0: Yes. They're very very intuitive also uh, what I've noticed with uh, the uh, s- uh, the indie dogs and the stray dogs uh, really living around my building is that they are the ones who are most receptive to my dog you know my my own pet's best friend uh, <laughs> is a, a, a building dog so we, we call them right when a, mm-hmm. an indie pup is almost adopted by a building so they are definitely built to be friendly. As I mentioned, that is a tool for their survival, to be friendly, to be appeasing, to not seem as a threat so that no one harms them. So bringing an Indie pup into your home would, or it should at least, stave off any concerns you may have about aggression from dogs. Because that is something that is inbuilt, friendliness. Um, do you have any success stories maybe of Indie Pets that have been adopted through Dog with Blog?
1: Yeah, multiple things, really. So we have across India, uh, many people have adopted Indie dogs from us, and uh, we have written case studies about them, interviews with the pet parents one year later after the adoption, and we have posted all of it on Dogvedblog.net. So we have stories from Bangalore, we have stories from Delhi, Delhi NCR, we have stories from Chandigarh, Manital, all these places. So these people, they did both, and uh, these people don't really come from the uh, family as we know it. Many times I have seen people who have adopted from me are say security guard. And the condition they have given to the particular dog of post-homing them is incredible. We still keep getting photos on WhatsApp group. So the kind of love and affection the people have shared on the particular dog is great. I've even seen families who uh, where a particular pure breed dog passed away. And uh, next time they wanted to adopt an indie dog and uh, give something back to the uh, society as in a way. By as living by their example, some other people might also be motivated to adopt a stray dog as compared to buying a pure breed.
0: And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, not just getting an indie dog after maybe, you know, making, I would call it a mistake, the mistake of buying a dog. Or can also do is if you are thinking about getting a second pet, I think indie dogs would be a great option for that because of their adaptability. I think they would adjust best. To any pre-existing dogs you have, purebred or not. Yeah. So, uh, and also to Indian climate yeah. and conditions. Yeah. Do you know of any people who have, you know, like me, previously bought a dog but then decided adoption is obviously the only way? And they have adopted through Dog with Blog?
1: I know of a couple who are surgeons in New Delhi. And uh, both of them had a hectic lifestyle. They had uh, bought a Labrador earlier. And later on, they adopted an Indie dog as they used to go on evening walks with their dog. Uh, a particular Indie who was the sole survivor of the litter uh, used to come to them and play with them. After about one month of procrastination and whether they should do it or not, they had contacted me and I did not facilitate them. I just talked them through that in case you are not able to, uh, there are any issues after seven days, I can try to rehome the particular Indie dog. Thankfully, everything worked out and they are all, it's now a five-year-old story now. So they have adjusted really well. And in their society, one more person has adopted an uh, indie dog looking into them. Because when they look up to someone who is, say, surgeons, and they know that they know about best about diseases and medical things, and if they themselves have adopted an indie dog, so there is no harm in ourselves doing it. In a way, you you are not really aware about the signals you send to other people when you adopt a dog. So in a very subtle way, you are the hero for that dog, and you are also inspiring people without, doing, uh, without saying anything. So there can be one way that you are preaching all day about it. You are shaming people who have uh, bought dogs. And the second way could be, instead of shaming people, doing anything about it, you are just leading by example. And people look up to you and then they also imbibe those kind of things. Which is second alternative is better.
0: Yes, that's definitely uh, a great plus. And I think it also brings us a different type of joy to know that you have saved an animal. The, the new family member you have brought in is not someone that... Uh, you know, is just a new family member. They are a new family member that has been saved from a life of uh, living on the streets. You are bringing them care that no one else could have besides you. So I think that really helps with bonding with your dog. And I think for first-time owners, Indie Pups would be the most manageable, perhaps.
1: Yeah. A young lady had adopted from us uh, about two years ago. And uh, I still remember the T-shirt that she uh, got for her and her dog. It was sometime later after she got the dog. It read, rescue is my favorite breed, So I loved it. So whenever people ask, we also quote cite her example. Okay,
0: that's, that's really great. Uh, so I think, yeah. So could you just tell us, uh, you know, some concluding words. So in two minutes, uh, could you summarize the different factors pet parents should take into consideration, uh, potential pet parents?
1: I would say it would uh, fall into two categories. What to do before you adopt a dog. You need to look into your lifestyle. You need to look into your family needs, whether everyone in family is. Uh, buying into the idea that you are bringing him home a new animal, what are your future plans, those kind of things. And it's very vital to know that there's always an option to adopt. So instead of looking everywhere on the internet for buying a particular dog, try to search for adoption. Second thing that comes into play is things to do after you adopted a dog. When I say after you need to make the home pet proof, if there are any open windows and you are living in say fifth floor, you need to take care of those kind of things. Uh, you need to vaccinate your dog. You need to sterilize him when the time comes so that the population and inbreeding also breeding can be controlled. You need to assign a safe space for your dog. And you need to associate your time. Uh, time is of utmost importance, a gift that you can give your dog. Don't get a dog into your family without uh, looking into his exercising, playing time and all those kind of things. And it's just like having a new child in home. So it comes with responsibilities and uh Once you have covered all these basics, you can look up to about 10 to 14 years of undiluted love and support, unconditional love.
0: Yes, and I think that's the perfect conclusion to this episode. Thank you so much, Abhishek, for joining us. Uh, Just, uh, could you give us some of your handles for different social medias?
1: Sure. Uh, So, primary handle would be the website, which is jogfitblog.in. There's a dedicated query page. You can ask us for any query regarding adoption, pet care, anything that we can help you with. We also have a network of veterinary doctors across india and we try to provide free advice to everyone aside from it for uh, adoptable pets you can look into our twitter account which is at the red which is the name of my dear departed dog on instagram you can find us at dog with underscore blog and on facebook we are available as facebook.com slash dog with blog thank you for hosting me it has been a pleasure interacting with you
0: okay thank you so much for coming on to our episode and that concludes the first episode of petonomics our guest, Abhishek Joshi of Dogwood Blog. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Petonomics. We have more in store for you each week. If you have any feedback, suggestions, queries, or you just want to say hello, please contact us at bonjour at eplog.media. That is b-o-n-j-o-u-r at eplog.media. You can also DM us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at eplogmedia. We are available on our website epilog.media and we are also available on streaming services like Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple, GeoSavin, Hubhopper and all other streaming services you may know. Do subscribe to be updated with all our episodes weekly.